Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman, and the permanently baffled Mr. Newbie. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Uh, the timing of this may be a bit all over the shop, as I was doing quite well with the continuity, but once Adam went into full steam with his impression of an exploding boiler going for an Oscar, I was so astonished I completely lost the thread. We began the week, or fortnight, or at least I think we did, with Shula telling Alice about how she'd spent the last year learning and about learning about reading and writing. You might need a bit of a catch-up, Shula, but you'll probably get into year five if you really put in the effort. Alice said, so it's quite safe to ride Banjo, three sheets to the wind, then spent 10 minutes looking for the headlights. And I ride Banjo and I'm drunk anyway. Hop in, you'll be fine. Where's the saw? As the old saying goes, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. And for once, Shula was actually some use trying to rescue Alice through the medium of horse. I can see how it would work. Horses are very straightforward. If a horse is irritated with you, it doesn't tell you how it's actually a teeny bit disappointed that you haven't fulfilled your promise after all the money it spent on your expensive private school. It simply kicks you up the arse. After a fortnight of just typing Lee and pressing send, Lee has finally got onto the Beachwood WhatsApp group that seems to be mostly about abandoned scooters, rather disappointingly. But it did lead us to discover that Pat and Tony were inviting Brian, Jennifer and Alice around for dinner. <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alice. I thought they were trying to help her. Has she not <laughs> suffered enough? Pat and Tony had hastily managed this carnival of soup-based fun as a way of dodging babysitting for Psycho and the Mute. Joy, who I've decided is on meth, as that's the only explanation I can find for her relentless cheeriness in the face of the stultifying horror of life at Beechwood, offered to babysit instead and to stop the psycho pulling the wings off flies, distracted him with the key to Lee's superhero doll's you're, house. You're like, you're like about Within... three weeks ago. <laughs> I know, I'm so confused. Within seconds, the sitting room was a blur of hyperactive children ripped cardboard and Wolverine being made to pretend to have sex with Captain America and Joy sitting tranquilly in the middle of it, methed up to the eyebrows. Mm. Honestly, oh, my voice is going, so I have to keep drinking this. Um... Adam said the fact that he'd nicked five grand and lied about it was somehow Lee's fault. Lee had been playing with his dollies and he had literally no idea what was going on. Lee and Adam kept talking about things flaring up like some sort of eczema. But it was when Adam fessed up to Brian that things really went off the chart. 
It was like listening to a dodgy old motorbike furiously backfiring as Adam throbbed on about it wasn't <laughs> his fault until occasionally sputtering into a staccato roar about you've always hated me, haven't you, Brian? If Adam wasn't actually wearing a cloak, then he really may as well have been. He wasn't even chewing the scenery. He was buttering it and ramming it down his throat. I was listening open mouthed, waiting to see if he was actually going to sink his teeth into Brian's wattly old neck. It is amazing that Jennifer, who specialises in middle-class, mild-mannered dairy detachment, has managed to produce two children, both of whom sound like Bette Davis when drunk <laughs> or sober. Basically, I can sum it up by saying that if you added the words of death to everything Adam said, they would have sounded in no way amiss. Who ruined the barley? Of death. I'm off to check on the aquaponics. <laughs> of death. Lee had a massive tantrum and threatened to poo his pants unless someone put all his toys back in their boxes. So he went to have a little cry at Adam and Ian's. Bad choice as Ian was just declaring his intention of setting up a mobile gourmet experience, which is a burger <laughs> van. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a fairly good idea of what is in my attic. Loads and loads of finger-painted pictures of sheep with five legs. Mother's Day cards, certificates for exams I have no recollection of ever taking, and probably a bloody paddling pool, as we seem to have hundreds <laughs> of the damn things. What I would be startled to find is a chauffeur's hat. However, <laughs> up in Clary's loft, they're turning up that sort of shit all the time. Are. What's weirder is that they haven't been in Grange Farm that long, so they must have moved it back in <laughs> fairly recently. So Clary found a chauffeur's hat, some gloves, three carriage and pair in the set of Downton Abbey. This is all in aid of Eddie's new career change from auctioneer's assistant, which largely involves pushing cows with stage fright into and out of the ring and shoveling up poo, to limo driver. I really, really do not understand this storyline. If I was having a really busy day trying to sort out loads of other things, all quite time pressured, what I would want yes. would be help. <laughs> it would not be to clamber into the back of an unfeasibly long car and be driven entirely pointlessly to a neighbouring village. Baffling. Anyway, that is what Linda was apparently gagging to do. Rex, the world's most unlikely hard man, attempted to threaten Eddie into giving this up as if anyone was going to drive pensioners to and from Underwoods, or Emma and her chicken factory mates back from Prosecco night at Fanny Flaps of Felpersham, it would be him. Linda shoved her oar in and said she would decide, thank you very much, although it, what it had to do with her I couldn't see, but Rex eventually drove a hard bargain, which resulted in Eddie carrying on doing exactly what he was doing, and Rex going, oh. <laughs> Neil then popped over to see Shula and had forgotten why. If this storyline about Neil's memory is going to be a senile dementia one, then oh, I very yeah. much hope he forgets Alice is an alcoholic and buys her membership of the Wine Society for her birthday. So we get something amusing out of it, at least. Shula took advantage of Neil's memory lapse to ask him to attend to her lady garden. And they were, oh, no, you couldn't possibly. Oh, yes, of course I could. Then <laughs> Susan rang to ask him what the hell he was doing as she was due at the Aldridge's to wave Martha at them through the kitchen window while mouthing, she's ours now, so <laughs> stick it. Unable to keep away... <laughs> Uh, Neil turned up again the next day to have another crack at Sheila's bush. There was a very, very funny bit where he got some rain on him and he wore a tracksuit that didn't fit him and they had a good laugh at that together. And then Alistair arrived and they explained it to him and then they had a good laugh again. And then Neil went away and Alistair said he felt a bit funny about it and Sheila said, no, 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 I'll tell you what happened and told Alistair again. And then Alistair said, I'm still not sure. And Sheila said, no, honestly, I'll explain what happened. And by that stage, I'd set fire to my radio so I don't know what happened in the end. 
No, I'm joking. I dropped it out of the window. <laughs> of death. The oh, end. my God. Well done. Woo! Oh, a month in the arches. <laughs> I probably went back to the <laughs> death of um, yeah, Grace. Yes, the death of Grace in the barn. I started from there and went forward. I, I know you just wanted to cover everything we missed. I thought we were just going to talk about this week. <laughs> well, it may well have been this week. I got so confused, Harriet, honestly. No, all you needed to know I've, I've suddenly was... realised what, what a level of continuity this, um, this show actually provides me with, because otherwise... It's like the bit between Christmas and New Year. All the days blur into it, one, and I don't know where It is a bit I like am. that, isn't it? No, all you need to know is last week, the week that before we had off, that was just Adam being angry and, and being dramatic. Yes. Then this week was just Shula and Neil. Done. Because nothing okay. else was important. <laughs> and Adam was. Do you know? In fact, the week. In fact, that Adam week, and I was so gutted that we weren't doing a podcast because I, I. It was so funny, wasn't it? Like his because yep. it was like the climax of Adam. Like everything he's been acting towards. <laughs> Finally, he got to do his. It was me. <laughs> and I was first of all, I thought, oh, that's so over the top. And then I thought, actually, thank God for Adam. And his over-the-topness, because he at least he really, really, he really tries, you know, like tries to make it in more interesting than it. Like, I really actually admire, I realise now why he's doing it. Because he's, because that is, he's, that is his character, over-the-top, and it works really well. Because it, it, it is obviously totally unbelievably dramatic, but it's brilliant. Because it's so... But it's like he goes from sort of, ah, oh, I'm a bit tired. <laughs> and it's like he's just got first gear, no second, no third, no neutral. First gear! First yes, gear. But, but that is the decision he's made, you know, like with his character. Yeah. And, my and God, I like it, it because it's a bit different. What was that? Who's, who's sorting your drawers out? <laughs> oh, do, beg your pub. Um, is it Neil? The dog has appeared to... Appear, <laughs> he's too busy. He's got his hand well inside Shula's bush by now. He, uh, the dog is uh, has raided the recycling. Oh, um, okay. No, he's, the dog's raided the recycling bin and is uh, uh, bringing, for reasons known best to himself, tin foil containers up and down the garden into the oh, office. And then he's like my toddler. <laughs> oh, he's like a womble. That's what he's like. We can't go on any walk without him bringing they, litter they back. Love it. it drives me bananas. Um. <laughs> I liked very much Justin Elliott realising, you know, Adam thinks he's so bloody clever, doesn't he? Recon- immediately knowing what's happened within a oh, second was... and a half of Adam going, yes. I am going to be a bit of a <laughs> sneaky boy here. So what about this? And just I going, know, oh, please, but I mean that. that. that oh, exactly. Adam no, looked so clumsy, didn't he, when he did that? But then again, yeah. that's just what he does. Well, it, might, it might be a person you yeah. don't know, or it might be a person you don't know. Justin, if uh, somebody was perhaps <laughs> to leave Brian's side and set up on their own, I mean, not me, obviously, my friend, <laughs> Uh, could I put you out to tender? What? I want to tenderise you, Justin. What? Not me, I mean my friend. Uh, uh, no, nobody. It was like... And Justin sort of said, well, I would heartily advise your friend not to be a massive twat. (laughs) It was, um... Yeah, but basically nothing happened except Shula and Neil. Is Neil and Shula a thing, really? Um, well, it was a bit... 
it was a bit weird. Also, can I just actually, I didn't know if that, you know, when Neil had forgotten stuff, because I'd, I'd forgotten about yeah. that bit until you mentioned it. Was, uh, well, all <laughs> I remember from this week. Harriet forgot the scene Alderman. Yes, story but line. what do you think <laughs> it is? Well, that hadn't occurred to me until I read it on Twitter and someone said, oh, well, God, well, that's, no, that's, I mean, that was literally something. my first reaction when I heard it. I thought, oh, my, oh, no, I hope it's not dementia. But then I wondered later if it was just because, uh, I don't know, a way of sort of, a, a way of, uh, I don't know, the Neil and Shula storyline developing and Neil keeps, because I thought, well, it's because they've got a baby, isn't it? And they're, they're sort of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big red herring. I'm hoping it is because I would hate that. I don't want they've all they've all yeah. suffered enough. I think. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I think it's a red herring. I think it wasn't meant to be anything except it, they're both a bit all over the place. Yes, and and are we supposed to think that Alistair wants to get back with Shula again? And no, 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 no. I don't think he was. I think he was no, like it mystified. Was, no, and, and no, but that's, I, that's why I thought it was really funny because the funny bit was. Imagine it, it was Alistair so being like, funny. can you get a room now, please? But like, we've all been there, but it's always so unfunny when people are, because obviously they were flirting in a very innocent way. Yes. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, and that's the thing. And, and, and Shula did protesteth too much, obviously, but that's why she yes. kept explaining yeah. it over and over, because she was trying to dig herself out of a hole. But I thought it was brilliant. When that kind of, no, no, no. And, then, and you kept thinking, okay, yeah, we've got it. We've got it. He's got the T-shirt on and the T-shirt's too small. Yeah, we've got, we're, oh, again, we're going to tell us again. No, no, okay, yeah, tell but, us again. And then Alistair said, no, tell, 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 tell. But, no, but, oh, I, but that was Tula protesting too much, wasn't it? You know, like, explain, she had to sort of explain herself. <sighs> but she did it three <laughs> times and I thought, this is seven minutes of my life I am never getting back. I'm not a young woman oh anymore, God. Harriet. I haven't got the time. I must be a young woman because oh. I thought it was hilarious. And that... <laughs> you are a young woman, you idiot. <laughs> and Neil and Shula could have gone on all episode. I would have really enjoyed it. Uh, it felt like they did. I can't remember anything <laughs> No, else that's that what I mean. I that's all there. that happened this week as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it was... was but it was bad. like... It, also, when Shula does her sort of... Because, you know, like... Because she, she, like, treats Neil like a naughty boy as well, doesn't she? Because he's a bit yeah. common yeah. for her. And it was like, yeah. oh, yes. get in and scrub yourself clean, Neil. And, you know, oh, the naughty, dirty boy, wasn't it? It was all a bit like that. <laughs> and he was... And Neil flirting back is weird. Because he... Because Shula ended up... I can't, I can't remember. I could do it without my headphones on. But she ended up sort of... Oh, Alistair, all sort of like that. And Neil ended up all like, really, Shooter? <laughs> it all got a bit like, didn't it? All of it strained but funny. All a bit. It was, it was. That's what Shooter thought it was. Yes. God knows what Neil thought it was, bless him. Well, he thought, he li- I think he likes, he likes the attention. I think. Well, well, all he's doing is getting told off by Susan yes, at the moment because exactly. Susan's ratty and he's ratty and everyone's ratty. I think that we are being set up for uh, set up for a swathe of new storylines. My well, two is two a swathe? Two could be a swathe, couldn't it? Um, a small swathe, <laughs> a swathet. Um, swathet one that uh, Ian is going to uh, Adam is going to rethink his idea of going into 
into competition with Brian because that is frankly ludicrous. And instead, he is going to take over Gay Grables with oh, Ian and they're going to run it between them. that is them. such a good idea. I like. And Thingy's going to... Uh, Oliver will sell it to them. Yeah, because it, Adam, you're sort of uh, like, oh my God, are you are you 17? Because... If you're yeah. if you're gonna finally after whatever it is thirty years leave your stepfather's yeah. side, don't then try yeah. and get don't and exactly stop sitting on his lap and helping yourself at least out of his pocket. Be man enough. I'm sorry, you can't say that anymore. At least be yeah. person enough to go and get a, a completely different sort of challenge. Don't yes. try and get the same. Yeah. That is so lame. Yeah. And there was another. There was another abrupt. 180 switch as well. Yes, yes. Um, when they when they went from so why are you all right? Then oh I'm really worried about Alice. It's so weird. Oh, I missed a bit. I was just, like, oh my god, it, what 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 part of the journey did I miss here? Yeah, yeah they were like literally <laughs> like, at each other's throats. But then I also because I do like I do like to ponder on it. I then thought actually maybe that is what you're like with your family. You know, you're completely at each other's throats. And that it's like me and Rufus, you know, like, and then you just turn around and you go, oh, anyway, could you put some cucumber on that for me, please? Because, yeah. you know, having literally about to divorce to then, oh, God, I forgot to get mayo. Bit odd, wasn't it? It was very odd because it went from Adam's fundamental personality <laughs> defect coming from the fact that I he think is forced to live with a father, a stepfather who clearly cannot stick him at any price. I think, I think, um, I can't remember who plays Adam. I think he just likes to genuinely get, 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 try and get big angry in every scene as yeah. like a sort yeah. of, not yeah. as a joke, but you know, he loves playing Adam, doesn't he? And Adaming up Adam. Yeah. But when the, the, wriggling he was doing to avoid saying yes no i'm sorry i shouldn't have done that also like also i you think know when, again adam grow up it's actually a massive yeah you can't just what a dick you can't just take five grand from your company yeah. and then think oh i'll pay it back sometime i i do think like when he was yeah. like oh brian i apologized and it's like but what, what does he want brian to go oh it's fine don't worry just don't do it again no, he wanted Adam. Sorry, he said, yeah. oh, I apologise. He wanted Brian yes, to yes, apologise exactly. to him. Exactly. Yeah, well. like, that, I know, I was like, Ad, what Adam should have just been... For being yeah, Adam, Adam should have been like, oh, it was so stupid of me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Obviously, I'll never do it again. It was so unprofessional. I don't know what yeah. I was thinking. It's all this crisis. Yeah. And that, and then that should have been an end to it. But don't then go and go, oh, it's not fair. You're always killing me. Because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because like actually, when Brian's like, I literally don't know what to do with you. You're like, too right. Yeah. He's such a pain. He's a yeah. baby. Yes, yeah, he is a baby, definitely. And and trying to divert it to instead of going, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, owning your mistake. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I won't do it again. Saying you've yeah. never, lo- you've yeah. always loved everyone else more than me. I know. And you think, fuck. And then he said, I'm 53 <laughs> years old. And I thought, yes, you are 53 years but old. So stop acting also, like Also, he must have a chip on his shoulder because he hasn't, he's not as successful as Debbie. So I think that's like a big problem for him. Don't you? Like she got away right. and she's got an interesting farming career. And he's... yeah. Well, we don't know. She could be doing anything. She could be in the Hungarian version of Spearmint Rhino by now, couldn't she? Farming what? <gasps> Maybe she's going to come back and be in, like, modern slavery Slave. storyline again. Yes. <laughs> yes. We surely haven't done with that. 
we have what it, can you please explain to me this bloody chauffeur oh such a thing isn't it <laughs> oh. But as you said, why on earth would you be like, oh, I must treat myself. I'll just give Eddie a ring and sit in the back of his stinky old car. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And also... I'll go and do my little shop in Eddie's limousine so everyone can look at me and go, oh, she doesn't shop at little after all. I have a very modest Toyota. And trying to park that at Waitrose is a nightmare. The idea of trying to park a stretch limo in Underwoods. Just madness. Total madness. No, also, you'd have to do that. You know, like, when you just want a bit of, like, me time. But if you're in the back of Eddie's limousine, you can't not... Exactly. Oh, a nightmare. I just... Whatever this... Wherever this storyline is going, could we just get there quickly? Well, it's going Rex and... It's something. Why do they keep giving Rex stuff to do? Like, why do they keep involving him? <laughs> just can, can't he just sit out for a bit? Because they keep I involving Rex, and they're clearly yes. like he's clearly yeah. becoming a bigger character. Whereas Toby, not a squeak. Gone, gone but then we haven't heard. We haven't oh, heard from Pip either. Have talking we? of squeaks, no. Thank God we haven't heard from her for a while. Yeah. Where have they gone, actually? <laughs> there was a time know. where we just couldn't get enough of Pip, could we, Lucy? Well. I have I have reached peak <laughs> capacity on Pip quite early, I'd say. Fairly soon after she's said, hello, mum. That'll do. That's enough. Thank you, Pip. Should we just explain? It is quite late on a Friday night. You've driven about 100 miles to get to this podcast. Then the microphone broke. Uh, and As a result... <laughs> We can't remember. And this podcast was supposed to be our birthday podcast. And I had the brilliant idea of doing it live in a cafe with like a jazz band playing and champagne on tap and Toby Fairbrother coming to serve us our champagne. In the nip. No, it's Harriet's birthday on Saturday and it's my birthday on Sunday. Yeah. So happy birthday to happy us. Birthday. And Lucy, happy birthday to Buffy, whose birthday is also oh. on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Buffy Davis who plays um, Jolene. Uh, Jolene. Jolene. Jo- I think it's um, it's a Kardashian birthday on Sunday as well. God, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, Not Kim. Can't remember who. Chloe, I think. Let me just check. Does um, it begin with K? Uh, it's Chloe Kardashian on the 27th. So, happy birthday, Jolene, from... Uh, Jolene. <laughs> like, who would have expected a month ago that we'd be talking about Shula and Neil possibly having an affair? Because it well, is going to happen. You are. It, 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 it isn't. Yes, it is. It definitely is. How much would you bet? Uh, I'll bet... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See? Not so confident now, are we? Oh, no. How much do we make a week on this podcast? Um... About £2.90. <laughs> I'll bet you two pounds ninety. Okay, they're going to have an affair. Okay. They're, they're, no, I bet you two pounds ninety. They're going to at least kiss. Ugh. How is she going? to... But the thing is, because Alistair has planted it now, Susan will rip her yeah. head. Yeah, off yeah, totes. Yeah, and then beat her to death with it. Yeah, but then she'll gallop away on a horse, laughing hysterically. <laughs> ho ho, Susan! Ho ho, ho. <laughs> Alistair! Ho ho! Her language is like really precise. So when she said to Neil, like, um, oh, that tracksuit's a bit small for you. <laughs> it's like, oh, that Harry Potter tracksuit is a little bit... 
you think she's one of the people that says tissue? Yeah. No, like she does. She definitely does. <laughs> she has quite an old-fashioned way of speaking, I find. Oh, Alistair. Ho, ho. Ho, Neil. Ho, you naughty boy. Let's have some ginger pop. <coughs> Alistair. Nobody finds that sexy, though. No. Not even Neil. No, but I think she's just... But then she's a, maybe a dark horse. I reckon Susan goes like a train. Yeah, and also Susan, I feel, is, is a bit sexy mm. in her sort of physique. Mm. Shula, no, though, would be very sort Got of like, yes, but and very toned and, you know, hearty. Mm. And probably, you know, quite sexually active, I should think. I think she's, think? well, I think she's missing having sex. Yeah, exactly. Hup, hup, hup. <laughs> mm. <I see laughs> Gives you the feels. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think she's missing having sex. And Neil is suddenly... The, and the thing is, she won't have thought about it, but but you know when someone then mm. goes, oh, you fancy so-and-so, and you're like, no, I don't, no, I don't. And then you go, oh, actually, do I? Mm. And then she won't stop thinking about it now. Well, you clearly won't. I think <laughs> No, no, Neil. Oh, I wish I could no, I think that. it was a red herring, and I think I think we were... No, that scene was... That wasn't that just... That was out. a hell of a lot of long it's, time to bloody Honestly, waste, Lucy, it? that is not... That wasn't just a comedy scene. That is definitely warming up mm. i feel like alistair could go and get a sort of younger prettier model actually and also i don't know why he's been so uppity because he had it away with lavinia doodle flat <gasps> he did yeah God. so he's in no position he's to like going, mm-hmm. matt hancock mm. isn't he oh. <laughs> 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 that is basically i Neil cannot and believe he could find <laughs> one person to have sex with him let alone two <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I mean, I think I'm probably the only person in the country who feels a bit sorry for him. Because... Yes, I think you are. No, but you know, like, if... Like, I sort of feel like if I was fighting corona, mm. I'd be lying to everyone. I just would. I'd be going, honestly, guys, it's fine. And then, if, like, some <laughs> sexy sort of, you know, Matt Peach or whatever his name is from Australia was, like, Tom my Peach. intern, that's the one. And you're, you're, you know, stressful and you're working long hours together... And you're probably, like, staying the night in the office and stuff. You know, she was his friend and he hired her. Oh. Without... <laughs> Sorry to piss on oh. your chips, Harriet, but he, I think they were probably having an affair before <gasps> he hired her. Oh, that's annoying. And now our money has been spent on paying for him to have, to an have affair. her in the office. Gross. I could cope with people being incompetent, but I'd like at least to think that they were bloody concentrated. Yeah, but it's the sleeve. And he wasn't. But, um, okay. The only, I told you, that honestly, the only bit I was surprised about was that two women were prepared to have sex with him. <laughs> that was the surprising bit. But he's a man in power, Lucy. He's like Neil. Oh, now Neil's a manager. No, obviously I wouldn't. But it's like people in power, that power is attractive. You would shag Neil because he's a manager <laughs> of a barrow farm. <laughs> yes, I would. No, I wouldn't. You would. But it turns out he has very long legs and Dan doesn't. That surprised me. I sort of assumed... Neil has long legs. Yeah, because he said, oh, don't these sweatpants look oh, yes. short on me, Shula? And she was like, oh, oh Neil. Maybe he's just got huge thighs and they've ridden up. <laughs> well, or I kind of imagined him short and stocky and walking like a No, cowboy, that's what, you know, exactly. Like and I would have imagined Dan as like tall and svelte yeah. and muscly. But it yes. turns out it's the other way around. And the funny... And, and yet the one you want to have sex with is the bandy-legged <laughs> cowboy that smells of pig shit. <laughs> 
I thought there was going to be a point. That's what I was hoping for. There was a point. Well, it's mm. leading into the... Well, £2.90 says there wasn't a point. <laughs> this, is, right. this is going to be the new Jolene and Sid in the shower. Oh, for sure. No. Yeah. You're delusional. I can't believe no one's bought me a cup of tea. It's half past nine. I'm just going to have to text the house. <laughs> Dear house, please bring me a cup of tea. Tea, please. While you're texting the house, yeah. I'm going to read you an email. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about Erica this. Hobbs, who said, I have just listened to Thursday's episode where Adam and Brian get all shouty. What the <laughs> heck was that about? The situation escalated, unprovoked, from zero to a hundred in no time at all. What a senseless bit of drama. It really was ridiculous that what started as Brian's slightly huffy attitude to Adam became a screaming match and Adam flouncing off. But if this means Adam will now exit Ambridge, then I take all my criticism back. Keep walking, Adam. <laughs> um, she, she asks us if we can deep dive Adam's psyche to explain why he's throwing tantrums. The timing of this seems really odd. Erica, I think, Erica, that it is a bit of midlife crisis. Yeah. He's got a child. He's got Ian, who's contemplating... Uh, new things, new ventures, new starts, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, Adam is trapped in a dysfunctional relationship with his stepfather, as he has been for the last, you know, 20 years. Yeah, but it, she's right, though. What, but why particularly now? Like, they've done. It was him being money. caught out, I think. It, yeah. was, it was him. Uh, and I suppose, being... and, and now it's, and it's because of Alice as well. And yeah. And like, yeah. this is how Alice is treated. And, and it's also because Oliver clearly wants to get shot of Gay Grables and they need someone to take it over. And that's <laughs> where the storyline is going. Um, Bernie Maguire said, what on earth was the scene with Lee all about? It was as if the intern had written it. Um, it really was, though. I mean, Which one? Her, what, all of them. Why uh, are the we hell? on last week? Are we on two weeks? I ago? don't know where we are now. Oh, God, I it's very confusing. It, it was the, no, it was the, with Adam and Lee. When Lee's going, can I borrow your jeep? Oh, yeah. Adam? Oh, yeah. That was Adam, weird. Yeah. Adam, yeah. can I borrow your jeep? And I was going, I'll get it in a minute. And he's going, it's all right. I'll get it myself. What are you doing, Adam? <laughs> you know, Lee is medically thick. Why is mm. anybody asking him advice yes. on anything? Why are they suddenly best mates now? Like, yeah. I feel like Adam is, even though he's an angry man and a baby, he is a bit more sophisticated than Lee. So why is Lee now his confidant? Martha is more sophisticated <laughs> than Lee. But I don't yes. know, it was sweet when Lee was okay about the Wolverine in the packages and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Helen. I mean, I could only get seventeen ninety nine for the morning bay anyway, so you can't you know, play with them. Do you remember when he, when he said that he'd taken it to the post office <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he was surprised at how much it cost him to send them and he suddenly realised he was selling his own things at a loss. <laughs> only me could end up in that situation. But also, like, well, oh I my sold God. it for £2 <laughs> and only the packaging cost me £12. Yeah. Has the house sent you a cup of tea? No, yet? Not, not even a, not even a text. Have they, they left better, you on red? They better. Oh yeah, it's so rude. They just left me on red. I haven't like. They, hopefully, they're just like wrapping presents or something. Because what else oh, are they yes. doing? I bet they're not. Are you getting a horrid cake? Yes. Hopefully, it's from a shop. I'm quite young. Remember, oh, I'm like twenty-five up. or something tomorrow. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got twelve kids, but I'm only twenty-five. <laughs> and is she going to take over the fate and prove to Linda that any idiot can oh, run the fate? Well, do we have a date for the fate? 
I feel like I need to write it. me about dates. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know real dates that are happening in my actual life. So there's no way I'm going to keep track of what's happening. I know, but I don't like it that they don't give us the date. It's like coronavirus. They never give us the date and it's going to be. It's about data, not dates. <laughs> I think they're just hedging their bets. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter when it is, does well, it? It does, actually, Lucy. It does. Why? Because I need to know... Um, I need to sort of plan it as well, you know, like, okay. what is there to plan, for example? You know, like, Linda's always like, oh, it should plan itself. And I was thinking, yes, it should after all these years. Yes. And also, she said, what, you have to have a theme. You don't have to have no, a theme. just have a fate. Yes. Fates don't have themes. They have stalls and they have fudge and a tombola and a raffle where you and get all the things back that you donated the weekend before. <laughs> and a fancy dress parade. And some dogs in hats. The end. <laughs> but this year, they'll probably have to have a one-way system. Oh, no, they won't because it's outdoors. They'll be fine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes, a load of hooey. She just overcomplicates things. Yes, yes. But I suppose, yes, Joy. it'll get competitive with Joy. Joy will do an incredible job and Linda will probably yeah. flump off. Yeah. Don't you, don't you like the fact that Linda is like completely back to normal and it's like it's like the fire never yes. happened and I'm so Absolutely. happy about that. She has tested very very positive yeah. for ego again, hasn't she? <laughs> yes. Which is such a relief. She's gone round with a stretch limo, flicked the V's at Evangeline <laughs> Lowminster, did a poo on her doorstep, got back in the stretch limo, told Joy that basically she's too working class and thick to be able to manage a village fate. Oh, that was quite funny, though, when Joy oh. was going on about the majorettes. Um, I think that I, I got very, very irritated by Helen being so patronising about Linda. People that have been on the committee with Linda say it's really, it's a, it, they always regret it. It's the, Pat, Tony and, uh, Pat, Tony and um, Helen do flop all for the village. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't do any helping. Good point. Yes. All they did was help a lesbian and make her live in her car. Yeah, and that was only Pat, really. And then she gave up and she never talks about it anymore. Yeah. Um, poor old Olwyn's probably still sitting on the edge of the bypass <laughs> waiting for Pat to bring her some soup. She's just a skeleton now. Oh, I'd be careful what you get involved in, Joy. And I think, well, at least she is getting involved. Yeah, too right. And it's it, as irritating as everybody in the world finds them. It is people like Linda and people like Joy who are enthusiastic and not cynical who do make, and then everyone moans about it, then everyone does it, says, oh, actually, that was really nice. I'm glad we did that. Helen would be, it would be awful for Helen if there was no, I mean, like, presumably she has a cheese stall or something. I don't think she does anything. No, no, you're right. She just takes her children, they get lost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's been trying to shake them off for years. (laughs) Oh, I do feel sorry for Lee, though. Imagine living with them. Oh, Oh, that's horrible. And he's like, already getting snippy, isn't he? He said about. Oh, I know. Are you sure that wasn't Henry's bike? It does, it, well, that's the thing. It does. But also the WhatsApp group, because obviously I wrote a whole song about it, Lucy. I know, which is coming up shortly, Harriet. Thanks. Uh, yeah, just to say that I actually played the guitar in it as well. Um, and Keen that's... listeners, I think, will be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Harriet, lightning fingers come up. <laughs> Just try not to listen to that. I actually turned the guitar bit down quite, quite a lot. <laughs> no, I was genuinely very impressed. 
And it kind of reminds me of that thing about write the theme to sing the theme to Harriet is now write the, play the guitar, sing the song, write it's the song. Because no, I asked my dad to do it and he was like, oh, I'm sure you'll do a good enough job. And I was like... Anyway, don't bother me now, darling, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Hello? I was like, I don't want, I don't want good enough. I want something that sounds like I've downloaded it from a track on the internet. Yes, actually, if people have oh, a musical... Come and help. Either. Come and help. Or indeed, musical fingers or... <laughs> Talent. Ribs, any part of their anatomy will do uh, within limits. Um, then if you ever feel like writing us some music... Yes. ...that we can we can put some words Sing to... Along. ...to make some songs, that would be great. Because at the moment, <laughs> we either have a choice... <laughs> Ralph McTell Carmichael or... Whatever Shiites we can download off of royalty free music. And the so, only stuff you can download royalty free is always like country, like those country yeah, vibes. Yeah. Or it's classical music played on a Bon Tempe organ. Um, but thanks, thanks for your support. <laughs> it wasn't like I was nervous about sending it or anything. <laughs> Look, I put the I did, I did genuinely. <laughs> I did genuinely think it was very good. I told you I thought it was very good. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, when we win our Audi... (laughs) No, what is it? Audi. No, we probably won't win an Audi. Audi? (laughs) Bloody hell. That's a bit of a leap. We've gone from £2.90 a week to an Audi. Uh, Can I just recommend everyone listens to um, Susie's podcast? It's called Limited, Limited Time Only, and it's got really good... Like branding, social media content. There's a. It's very, very well done and very polished. Oh. <laughs> that was that wasn't oh, a yeah. criticism of us, really. I'm wondering whether I should just update the pictures <laughs> that look a little bit slapdash compared to everyone else's <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> it looks a bit like I sketched it in five minutes and coloured it in a felt tip pens. Which I did. But... <laughs> Amateur hour with Harriet and Lucy. <laughs> Can we get some people helping us? Well, we need a graphic we need a graphic designer, musical yep. director. Yeah. Um an audio technician. <laughs> Definitely. Or at least some tables that work. <laughs> or at least a microphone that works, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, oh god. Yes, that's the um, Yeah. And a dog handler. Um yeah. and um and some Cup tea. Of tea. From the house. I need a runner. Yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. There's literally no. Can you not get an intern? <laughs> I think they've gone to bed. The interns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the bit in blue, and now let's hear from Mr. Newbie and see who he's worried about this week. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome back from your holiday from us. It appears that while we've been gone, the entire writing team has been swapped out for a new one because we start the week with Shula being. Uh, canny, caring and compassionate. Also, who is Hayden Barrow and why does Shula want to ride her horse over him? I still don't understand why Adam, Ian and Lee are suddenly spending so much time together. I can't think of any other obvious examples but I think I remember this happening once or twice before. Inhabitants of Ambridge who were barely on nodding terms suddenly becoming BFFs in order to move a storyline along. I guess it's all about the character dynamics required to bring a specific situation about, and now I, for one, can't wait for Tom and Brian's forthcoming trip for a week's holiday on Barry Island together. And can we talk about Adam for a moment? Is it... deliberate? Don't look at me like that, I know you know what I mean. Is he... 
you know, supposed to be like this? I'd be prepared to bet folding money that not one of us knows anybody who talks like Adam. His tone is unusual, shall we say? Has it always been the same? And why is Ian with him? Ian seems quite nice most of the time. If my husband greeted my new and exciting idea for a food truck selling free-range artisanal pulled quinoa, I'd do it just to spite him and then move out, leaving a note saying, I've left you, your dinner is in the dog. This is an archer's thing, isn't it? Characters missing each other. Jasmine and Tracy did it for ages. They'd take turns regretting whatever they'd said last time and try to pour oil on troubled water, only for the other to get the wrong end of the stick and say something unpleasant, and so on. Adam and Brian are doing it now. The minute one of them extends an olive branch, the other takes a flamethrower to it and then pisses in the ashes just to be sure. How does this end? With Adam and Brian leaving Ambridge? You can't see me, but I promise you I'm typing this with crossed fingers. Oh dear, Clary has definitely just identified the fly in Eddie's limo ointment. Don't you need a license for that? Yes, Clary, I think you probably do. Confusingly, she also appears to have almost immediately abandoned her money worries in favour of giving Eddie a hat and a gloves with which to continue driving his gas guzzler around Borsetshire doing <coughs> free trips. And can I just say, having recently spent a week squeezing a normal-sized car around the lanes of Somerset, you couldn't pay me enough to drive a limousine to Felpersham and back. Now, the Twitter rumour mill has been churning and is starting to meet the idea that the next big storyline will be dementia and will involve Neil. They do seem to be making a point of his forgetting things all of a sudden. On behalf of the entire listening audience, though, I'd like to say to the writers, nope, no, thank you, it's all just too upsetting to even think about, and especially Neil. Seriously, now, I'm not even joking, just don't. I'd also like to take this opportunity to shout out to Susan, too. I mean, I think we've all had bricks heaved at us at some point, but she seems to have taken hers particularly hard and does genuinely have a lot on her plate at the moment. She might be the character that I most badly misjudged, as when I met her she'd lost and was machinating to recover her radio show and was getting tangled up in the whole slavery thing too. I'd like to apologise to her now and urge you all to, as she says, have a little consideration for her. This week's question, who is Kira? I feel like she's been mentioned before, but I'm buggered if I can remember where or why. Is she Neil and Susan's granddaughter? I guess she must be Emma's daughter, right? George's little sister. How old is she? And is she Ed or Will's? Am I being naughty? This is just weird now. Having never heard of Mince, Rex now doesn't know who Peggy is, and for a local taxi driver, it's literally unbelievable. Is Rex the anti-rain man? Can't remember anything or anybody... Do his passengers regularly get dropped off in the wrong town? Can't say I blame them for taking Eddie's replacement limo service, to be honest. Hard to get that personal touch when your regular driver thinks he's never seen you before. In fact, I think Eddie should sign up as Ambridge's first Uber driver, just to really piss Rex off. There are no flies on Justin, are there? He can be unreasonable and irascible, but he's seen right through Adam's clumsy attempts to steal the home farm contract out from under Brian. He's having none of it, and is even gently warning Adam against it. Adam's not even a very good villain, though. He's so arch that anything he says sounds like a threat. Cup of tea! So everybody's hackles are up all the time anyway, and his motives are easily discoverable, because they're just, what would I do in this situation if I were completely self-obsessed and lacking in any kind of guile? 
Neil and Shula are in the garden where they appear to be harvesting the latest crop of innuendo. It's all jolly amusing and very archers indeed, but then things take a turn for the, how can I put this, utterly bloody ridiculous? What is going on? We've been told four times in the last few minutes that Daniel's clothes are too small for Neil and that they've got Harry Potter on them and everybody's having a jolly good laugh about it, but I don't get it. Are they signalling something here or did they just have ten minutes to fill at the end of the week? Why is Alistair so suspicious? Is there history between Shula and Neil? Has Neil tried to get to grips with Shula's overgrown garden before? Is Shula being just a bit too defensive, maybe? I'm sure Neil's not interested, but maybe she is. Inquiring minds want to know. And now we go to Ambridge itself, where Joy's having a bit of a wobble about the WhatsApp group. I'm on the WhatsApp group And Lee has just been added to the WhatsApp group But then our friendship's had it on the WhatsApp group Cause I really can't tell him on the WhatsApp group That nobody likes Helen on the WhatsApp group I think she's gonna flip it on the WhatsApp group They're campaigning to free Philip on the WhatsApp group Cause they don't my modern slavers on the WhatsApp group But they can't stand their new neighbours and though I know they're a bunch of wallies And I shouldn't have sent the footage of Lee playing with his dollies But you can imagine the lols we had when it went viral And now he's on the WhatsApp group But his content is so boring on the WhatsApp group He's a Wolverine and Thorman on the WhatsApp group There's only one thing for it <sighs> Joy left the group. I was singing it for the rest of the day. It's quite, it is earwormy. It is very, very boop, catchy. Boop. Yeah. Just to confirm yeah. about yes. the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Did any of them say it? What was the... I don't no. think I missed a bit. No, you didn't. There wasn't, there wasn't anything no. exciting about the WhatsApp No, in the so end So why was she being all weird about it then? Exactly. Unless it's going to come back. Oh, okay. But but that's the thing. I wrote that song and then was like, oh, actually, he's, he yeah. has joined it. Because I wrote it as in yeah. he wants to join the WhatsApp group, yeah. but I can't let him. But then I realised he had joined and there had been, like, no drama. I prefer your song to what actually happened. <laughs> me too. Because so I, think it's tr- I think it's closer the to the truth. They can do some songs. How about that? <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Oh my god, we've got to do the Archers the musical. Before anyone else does it. Oh, I bet someone else does it now. No, I've said it. Are you kidding me? No, of course We've I... got to do Archers the musical. Yes, because there's everything the musical now. But the only thing there isn't a Let's musical of is the Archers. on ice. I think that's oh probably my... a... Bu- oh, you know, I'd love, you know, I love ice skating. Do you know that? Do you? I love ice skating. So that would be my dream, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could... Okay, Ambridge the musical. We're going to need a bit more than you and your guitar and possibly your father. So rude. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'll go a cappella. Guitar solo, marvelous. But you know, you and your dad with Cooper on bongos or something. I can't well, really. Can't see. William play something? No. <laughs> 
I tell you what, though, Mr. Newby's a really good singer. Oh, what? He's a proper trained. Oh, for God's sake! Are you joking? Oh, for no. God's sake! I send these bloody songs in, and he's already a trained singer. <laughs> no, Mr. Newby needs to do a song. So that's that. There'll be another podcast up next week. If we're up in time. <laughs> uh, so subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email amberjohncatch.com. We are. <laughs> at on Ambridge on Twitter. Or you can follow Mr. Newby on, on Twitter, Twitter at Newby Couch. And in the meantime, <laughs> it's goodbye from all of us and have a lovely week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.